a client you had who had severe arachnophobia, which is the fear of spiders. She came to me and we did one session and then I didn't hear from her for about a month. And then she came back and I was like, oh, like, how have you been? It's been a while. How have you been coping? And she, she goes, I've been able to get rid of spiders, face them, throw them out. I, I don't even have panic attacks anymore when I come into contact with them. I don't really understand it. Like I'm actually in shock and I, I was in shock. <laughs> Even though I understand the power of hypnotherapy, to see it in action actually playing out is a whole different yeah. story. Like, this works. Also used in birthing, for pain management, gut problems, to help with digestion, constipation, people that want to stop smoking. Hi Lucinda, how are you? I'm very good, thank you. And you? I'm good, thank you. I remember meeting you at the Divine Masculine and Feminine event by Remus yeah. early February. And I remember you telling me that you're a hypnotherapist and mindset coach. And I thought it would be so... Because we've all got ideas about what hypnotherapy is. So mm. I thought I'd do a little episode with you just asking a little bit about your life because you told me a couple of cool stories as well from clients you've worked with. And about two weeks ago, I did your free 30-minute taster session. So you asked me a couple of questions and we did some exercises together and everything and I meditate every single day and I remember mm. telling you at the end in your session I probably felt the most relaxed I've ever felt in my life probably 10 times more than I do when I meditate mm. it was so how do I explain it like it was just so amazing and I just such a different experience your, your voice is so soothing and it was really nice how you really sat there and listened to me and you know let me say my thoughts and everything. And you were really, really empathetic and understanding and kind. Thank and you. so just to start off, can you just tell me a little bit about what you do, you know, being a hypnotherapist and mindset coach and the sort of misconceptions that the general public have about what hypnotherapy is? Mm, okay, so um, generally, uh, when I mention hypnotherapy, people think of hypnotize, hypnotizing straight away. So it's like the swing of the clock, you know, the people cut like a chicken, <laughs> all sorts of bad stuff, right? <laughs> it's not that, it's not anything like that. Um, it's a totally different concept, slightly similar in terms of trance, being in a trance-like state, but um, a whole different concept. So hypnotherapy basically teaches people using relaxation te techniques to get into a more um, focused and more concentrated state of mind and in that state of mind is where positive changes can be made and that's because that state of mind is like a trance-like state so if you're able to get yourself to relax mentally emotionally, physically. Hypnotherapy is basically being able to enter into an altered state of mind where um, positive suggestions can be made and mostly like embedded into this into the subconscious mind because you are relaxed, you are calm. And you know, because of our everyday day-to-day -day basis tasks, we have work, we have family, we have friends, um, we have relationships, a lot of things that may cause stress or anxiety in our life or depression. And we don't know how to really like take a step back and just breathe. With the hypnotherapy, it does start with breathing techniques 
relaxation techniques and if you're able to slow down your breathing and control your breath you are able to like slow your brain waves down when you slow your brain waves down you're then able to calm your mind yeah. because your brain isn't so overactive um you know in our in our brains we have uh, neurological circuits so in our subconscious mind everything that we've learned from young from when we were born is stored there so either everything from like learning how to walk learning how to talk learning how to ride a bike drive a car and once you've learned these things they're literally like stored in your subconscious mind and then when you're going about your life you're kind of like on autopilot because your body just does what it needs to do have you ever been driving somewhere and like you get to your destination you're like you don't remember the whole journey it's just like you left the house you were driving mm. it's because you you know when to turn you know when to go left go right so it's kind of like automatic responses yeah you do it without thinking don't you without thinking yeah because you're you're used to it you know what yeah. to do like when you're walking down the street you're not thinking left foot right foot left foot right foot you're literally just walking with that Everything from our fears, our anxieties, our stresses, our traumas, that's all also learned behavior. So that's also stored in our subconscious alongside, you know, all the normal stuff that we do on an everyday to day basis. When it comes to fears, a lot of fears are learned behaviors. I think we um, spoke about this briefly about my thing and snakes. Do you remember? Yeah. We did. I learned yeah. that behavior. I was absolutely fine. And then I saw somebody really close to me being like freaking out who was meant to be like a protector of mine. And if I see like a protector of mine being scared of it, obviously I'm going to be scared of it. So if that was clearly learned behavior. Yeah, because now it's like you believe that that is the natural response to a snake, to seeing a snake. Mm. You haven't seen any other response to seeing a, a snake. You haven't seen anyone like being ultimately calm when faced with a snake so you, all you've seen is like people panicking and like you know um like being really scared and fearful so you learn that you take that in whether you know it or not does it and depend so, on the age yeah. sorry to interrupt because mm. like is it because I remember I was about 12 when that happened and I'm mm. just trying to think I'm like if that happened now Maybe because I'm a bit more mature and, you know, I don't right. think I would have been as affected. Does age matter? I would say, like, in earlier stages of your life, um, you are more, like, impressionable, more easily influenced because you are still learning. Your brain is still developing. And so, you know, these things sink in without you realising. It's only, like, now when you're a bit older, you start to become more aware of things uh, aware of yourself aware of your environment how it affects you yeah I, I guess it does come with age uh, as you mature why did you get into hypnotherapy were you is this something you've always been interested in is it something um something you might have been through that made you want to get into it because it is um, a really cool job it's really cool. I remember yeah. when you first told me I was like <laughs> all everybody's reaction during in the group they're just like wow that's so cool it's a funny story. <laughs> I, um, so I studied um, psychology and law in university. And so when I finished uni, I wanted to go into counselling because throughout my, I'd say my whole sort of teenage life leading up to like young adult life, uh, I did go through a lot mentally. Like I had very low self-esteem. 
Um, I had experienced bullying, so that didn't help either. I didn't really have any self-confidence. Um, I had, you know, I just, I wasn't happy with the way I looked because all I was told like growing up was, you know, you're, you're too skinny, you know, why don't you eat more? Um, why don't you have more meat on your bones? And it's just mm. like, if that, if that's all I'm hearing, then I start to believe it because I haven't heard any different. Mm. So I started to believe that I was abnormal because I didn't look like everyone else. And so I dealt with a lot of like anxiety and I went through depression just through like certain things that I went through in my life. Um, at uni, I experienced quite intense traumas um, whilst also studying. I, I didn't want to study law, so I wanted to study just psychology, but I really wanted to go to that university. So in order to do that, I had to study law with psychology. So mm. um, balancing that and my mental health was so hard like I'm studying something every day that I just have no interest in no passion for um, but at the same time I'm studying something that I do have passion for so it was a bit yeah very conflicting um, especially with the law being like majority right. of my course and so um, yeah I experienced some uh, crazy traumas at uni to a point where like I had failed my second year had to redo my second year and basically instead of being at uni for three years I was there for four years mm. so in my last year it got really hard and it was literally the last leap and then I get to graduate I get to move forward move on with my life and so at that point I was like at breaking point I couldn't, I couldn't study well. I couldn't concentrate. I was procrastinating. Um, I was like indulging in bad habits. Um, I wasn't eating well. I wasn't taking care of myself. And it's just like, okay, if I fail this year again, I'm absolutely done for. So at that point, I was just like, I, I need help. Um, I did seek help through my GP. They didn't actually refer me to a counsellor first. They referred, rather wanted me to go on antidepressants. And at that point, I was like, mm, I don't know about that. I don't know how I feel about that. Even though I am in a very like deep depressed state, I don't know if I'm willing to go that far. And so I seek other options. And that's when I found that the school had free counselling I took like a few sessions and it literally like changed my life. Like that was oh. the changing point in my life where I was like, oh my gosh, like even up until that point, I didn't really know what I wanted to do after uni, but this was just like an eye opener. And it showed me that no matter how bad it can get, like mentally, emotionally, physically, like you can turn things around. You just need the right guidance to do that. So that's what inspired me to go into counselling. Um, so I actually uh, signed up for a, a diploma course after uni, thinking that my my first module was counselling, like just mm. normal counselling therapy skills. And it wasn't, it was hypnotherapy. So I was mm. like, okay, firstly, it's Firefox. I didn't read the syllabus. <laughs> <laughs> I did not read the syllabus. I... I had already paid for the course I had to go in and just like get it done with because it was actually counseling skills that was my second module 
to my second year, sorry, rather than module. So hypnotherapy was the whole year and then it would be counselling. So I was like, oh my God, like, what did I just get myself into? So I'm panicking. I'm like, oof, I don't know what this is, hypnotherapy, like hypnotising people, like what is it? So I thought, you know what, let me just keep an open mind. Let me go into it and see what it is first. And then we can go from there. Went into my first class and they did the introduction. They did the same like taster session that I did with you in, in our first taster session. And I was like, it's nothing like I thought it would be. It's everything to do with being able to take control of your mind of your fears, of your negative thoughts, because the negative thoughts, they are basically cycles. Like we've got all these learned thought patterns, these learned negative thought cycles in our subconscious that we just run on autopilot. So, you know, the reason why we think the same for years and years and years is because that's just what we know. Mm. We don't know anything other than that. And so, it really was a big eye opener and it, like the way it changed my life, I, I wanted to do that for others. And that's that's why I, I stuck to it and I, I got into hypnotherapy. That's beautiful. Oh my God, I was fully like crying in the middle. Then you made me laugh a little bit. So I was like, thank God. <laughs> oh, bless you. That's <laughs> That's so beautiful. Do you feel like, I mean, even when you signed up to the course, that was probably the universe telling you hypnotherapy, like this is for you. Like, right. Right. And you um, so the entire year was about hypnotherapy. So you you went in it to quite a depth, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the whole year. So we looked at different um, areas of it. We looked at how it could be used as pain management. So people that are scared of getting injections, going to the dentist, um, there's a fear that comes with that. And the more mm-hmm. fearful you are, the more weaker um, your body would become let's say because you're not equipping yourself with a relaxed state of of mind going Mm. into it with a relaxed state when you are fearful when you are thinking negatively it does actually affect your immune system and it affects how your body receives pain and so the more controlled you are over your thoughts the more you're able to learn how to use these relaxation techniques that hypnotherapy teaches to reinforce calmness reinforce relaxation it then translates into your body it's crazy how much your mental health affects your physical health and vice versa people don't understand right Right. it's crazy and also i'm really sorry you had to go through all of that but you know you've made it out you're so strong and you're literally doing so incredible. Just everything, but your your Thank aura, you. the work you're doing is just it's all beautiful. Thank so, you. I appreciate that. I remember when we um met up in early February, you were saying about, you know, you, you just briefly mentioned that there was a client you had who had severe arachnophobia, which is the fear of spiders. And by the end of, you know, sessions with you, he could easily hold spiders, look at them, was absolutely fine around them. So tell me a little bit about that. And then also, do you have any other more memorable clients and sort of examples of people you've worked with? Mm. Okay, so uh, with the arachnophobia, it's actually crazy because as much as I'm out here helping people, they're actually in turn helping me too. 
<laughs> uh, believe it or not, I used to have an arachnophobia. Right. And so to help someone get over that, it's like, okay, this is a challenge for me. <laughs> did that actually help you in the process as well? It did. Oh, my gosh. It did because as I'm going through that process with my clients, I'm also learning as well. And it's relaxing me as much as it's relaxing them, even though I'm helping them. Seeing the change and the transformation and the receptiveness from it, it does reflect back to me. It just shows that it, it does work. I mean, I do still have my moments, but I'm so much better than I used to bef be before. Like I would see a, a small one and just totally freak out. Like, <laughs> And so this client that I had, she had a really bad traumatic experience when she was younger. She was in a classroom. I think she was just like, you know, she was quite young, uh, primary schoolish, um, and she had seen one like crawling on her shoulder, and it was quite a big spider, like uh, you know, the dark, hairy type of ones. Disgusting. And so, I know, right? <laughs> Horrific. <laughs> Basically, from that day, she anytime she sees one, she has panic attacks, high anxiety. Um, when it comes to fight or flight, she flies. She doesn't want to be anywhere near it or she either freezes. Um, and so she just could not face um, going through that. And so she had moved into a new house. Um, furniture hadn't, be, hadn't been like completely put in. And so she had to like sleep on a mattress on the floor. So she was encountering quite a few like interactions with spiders, like being around the property. And that's when she came to me and we did one session. Um, and how the sessions go is that we start off with the relaxation techniques. I teach how to do that first. And then we go into the depth of it. So the relaxation takes you into that state of calmness and relaxation, whereby your focus and your concentration is heightened. And so you can focus on what you want to achieve a lot better than when you're just like, consciously talking about it like me and you right now mm -hmm. and so it takes takes you into a headspace where okay we can actually access the subconscious mind now because we've relaxed the conscious mind to a point where okay that barrier between the conscious and the subconscious is now fading away because you are calmer you are relaxed that that border that wall that is put up is no longer there now so it's easier to like take in new new suggestions and new ways of thinking um and so we did that in one session uh and then I didn't hear from her for about a month and then she came back and I was like oh like how have you been it's been a while how have you been coping and she she goes I just can't believe like I've been able to get rid of spiders mm. face them like on my own throw them out and like not have I don't even have panic attacks anymore like I'm just so calm when I come into contact with them and I I don't really understand it like I'm actually in shock and I was in shock <laughs> me too I was in shock because even though I understand the power of hypnotherapy to see it in action actually playing out is a whole different story like I believe it but seeing it is like whoa okay
this works how can we now take this to the next level to help other people with so many other things and so it's actually also used in birthing so people that are giving birth um, for pain management it can be used for people that are having gut problems to help with digestion constipation that sort of thing uh, helps with like, phobias um, people that want to stop smoking um, I'm yet to work with more people that do want to stop smoking um i am still uh doing those now uh what else there's there's so many different areas um anxiety depression stress like any other like bad i mean you said smoking but bad habits like one of my friends she was like i told her i'm talking to you today and she said basically I'm, i have a really bad you know habit of biting my nails or like picking the skin around her fingers she's like could she yeah. be with that yeah like, yeah, yeah yeah that too yeah yeah, I, I used to have that bad habit myself growing up. Mm, um, I didn't necessarily know why, but I had to like do the meditation and get myself to that place and look within myself to figure out, okay, why why do I do this? Mm. What are the thoughts and feelings that drive me to do this? Because like nail biters, they're, they're doing it without thinking. It's just an automatic thing. Like they'll be biting their nails and before they know it, like they've bitten so much now that their fingers are sore. Like mm. what, what is driving them to get to that point that they don't even realize this is how far they've gone. The hypnotherapy really does help kind of explore the subconscious. It helps explore it so that you can find the root cause of why this is happening. And once we found that we can then, reprogram the wiring um the thought processes around that because like I said um and I keep repeating you know your focus is heightened your concentration is heightened you're really focusing on the change you're really like we, we don't focus on what's wrong and like we talk about that in your consultation and after that that's that from there we move forward okay this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to think about it right now. This is the new new perspective. And so that's that's how I help them move forward um, by helping them rewire. It's like the power of the mind, isn't it? Very strong. It's crazy. You know, working with all of these um, clients and everything, that must be so rewarding and fulfilling. What else would you say is probably, you know, your favourite parts about your job? Oh, um, it's definitely seeing the reactions, yeah. like even just from the taster session, like they wouldn't have even done the full one hour where we are doing the relaxation plus the deepening plus the exploring and then the embodying. Like it's literally just the tip of the iceberg that when I I do that with new clients, they're like, oh my God. I, I'd like I've never felt this relaxed before like I have felt relaxed before but this is like a different level yeah that was literally and, me that was literally yeah me from our session and I've had um I've had like clients come into the uh session like feeling tension in their neck their shoulders just feeling all tense but by the end of it like their shoulders have completely relaxed there's no tension in their necks like they're just in a completely different space because their mind led them there. So you start with your mind and then the body follows. So it's like, you know how 
people kind of wait to experience things before they experience things. So what I mean by that is, you know, let's let's take relationships, for example. People, some people um, want to feel loved by someone else before they start loving themselves first, because that's how, that's what they believe, how it's supposed to work, how love is supposed to work. But really it's meant to start from you and then the right type of relationship, the right type of love will find you. Whereas if you let it find you first, before you start to feel the love within yourself, that's where a lot of a lot of people go wrong. Because then when, say for example, God forbid, it crumbles and everything goes wrong, your whole self-worth goes with it because you didn't feel that before you entered into it. So it's that idea of feeling it before you've even gotten there. Yeah. Same with when you're trying to make positive changes in your life, you want to do better, you want to be your better self, you, you see yourself doing certain things. Um, people wait till they get there, till they've achieved it before they start to feel the gratitude and of it and feel the, the, the strength and the power and the, um, the empowerment of it. But you have to feel empowered, you have to feel strong, you have to feel loved um, and gratitude before it even before you even get there. I think we were talking about this in our last session where we were like, we do think that it's important to love yourself before you love somebody else. Just because Absolutely. you can come to that relationship with, you know, the most healthy mindset. Yeah, because you put your, your all into that and you didn't have anything there to begin with. So what you're giving is actually, let's say like you've got zero here. If you're giving yourself love, you love yourself, you're putting in the work, you're working on yourself, it's just going up and up and up. Mm. And then when you meet someone that you can see they're also putting in the work to be better and do better, you're both going up together. Yeah. And even if things do crumble, it might drop a few levels down, but you're still above zero. Whereas where, you know, maybe you aren't addressing your insecurities, you're not working on, you know, changing certain habits and things, you're not as self-aware mm. um, of self as you should be let's say you're starting at zero now you get into a relationship they're giving you love they're giving you love and then something goes wrong literally it take it goes below zero it goes below yeah. zero below and it just keeps going lower and lower and it's because you you didn't start up here to begin with mm. you know it's, it's that idea of making sure that your own cup is full before you give 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 because even if you're giving 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 and your cup is full, yeah, you know, you might deplete a little bit, but not to a point where you're back to zero. Yeah. I remember we mm. were talking about that both of us are still working, we're trying to fill our cup first before helping others, because we're both right. very, I think we we go out of the way for people a lot. So it is like really important that you are giving to yourself first before you, you give to others. It's like when, they, you know, you're on... on on an aircraft and they say you know put your own mask on first when something before you help the next person mm -hmm. because if you don't have it in you how can you give it to the the other person mm. and, and so you know it it, it really does make sense because I've, I've been in relationships where I was giving 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 um I wasn't filling my own cup 
So I was basically giving from an empty cup. And then when mm-hmm. wrong, I was like, oh my, like my whole world has crumbled. It feels that way, but really and truly, if I had kept on working on myself, kept giving to my, giving, uh, loving myself first before giving, then I wouldn't have felt like my whole world is crumbled and everything's over and I'll never find love again. And Yeah, I mean, adding on to that, being a hypnotherapist and mindset coach, like you're working with a lot of people with trauma. How do you protect your mental health when doing that? Like, because you're such a you know caring person, you, you do this work all the time. When mm. and how do you make sure that you protect your mental health first? Like you said, fill your own cup before you can help your clients. Yeah. So I, I do exactly that. I make sure that I'm doing um, at least one or two things every day that are filling my cup and that just genuinely make me happy. Like, I know that if I do this one thing, I'm, I'm good for the day. Like, literally coming home from work, I could have the most stressful day. But as soon as I come home, I light my my scented candles. It activates my my senses, my sight, my smell. And so when I do try to meditate, all of this is incorporated. Um, I'm, I'm smelling the loveliness of it and I'm meditating on how I want to feel right now. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of ties in and becomes like this beautiful feeling of comfort or even just lighting incense. Like I love the smell of lavender incense. So just like, it could be one little thing that just makes you happy. I'm just making sure I do that every single day. And then when it does come to clients, I, you know, I just, I just separate that. Like that time is just for them. It's all about them, um, you know, in the interest of them. And so, yeah, just, I kind of disconnect from, from all of that. That's so nice. Yeah. Talk to me about Source of Light. Are you, you're the founder, aren't you? I am, yeah. So how did you start that? The Instagram is beautiful, by the way. It's like so aesthetically appealing, it's stunning. But yeah, talk to me about Source of Light, how you started it, when you started it, and sort of, you know, keeping up to date with the social media aspect of that, as well as, you know, running the business. Yeah, so after like encountering counselling and seeing what it did for people, I then wanted to do that for others. So going through like my year of hypnotherapy, studying, I was like, okay, I want to have my own practice. Like, that's the dream now. And so I started to work on the logo. I started to work on the name. I was like, mm, the name, like, it needs to be, it needs to have a, have a meaning behind it. It needs to mean something to me as well as mean something to the people. And so um, my name, Lucinda, actually means light. And so Aww. I incorporate that in the name. So that's how I came up with Source of Light. So it's a source that people can come to, to find light, to find um, love, to find peace and calm and relaxation and just a safe space. Um, that's exactly what it stands for. And um, when I when I started off, I started doing like work with volunteers, which was part of my course. I had to do about 50 hours volunteer work um that's when I started working with people and practicing my skills and it was just up from there the thing is with my socials and my website like it's also a work in progress and I think it will forever will be Mm. um forever will be sorry um like just with anything in life like I'm 
so much better than I used to be as a person. Like I'm two totally different people from my adolescence, my teenagers to now. Like even my friends see it, my family see it. But um, like you know, I see it too. However, I just see this as like a forever continuing journey of improving and growing and evolving like it just never stops so as much as I can say like yeah it's it's all successful it's great right now it's it's okay I think it's great I think it's amazing (laughs) back yourself back yourself right I I think I've 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 come I've come a long way definitely um but I I just always believe there can always be that little bit more of improvement like every day and it is a process and I do have to be patient and, you know, it, it, it is a slow process, but I'm okay with that. Like, I'm, I have to sort of enjoy the process and view patience in a different light, not a light of, okay, I have to be patient. Oh, how long do I have to wait? Oh, when am I going to break through? When am I going to be like top, top successful? Mm. I can't think about it in that way I have to see it in a way of like okay I have to be patient okay today didn't like not, not much happened today that's okay not much happened in the next month that's okay it's been a few months nothing has happened that's still okay because at some point like it will happen and I know I'm taking like tiny tiny steps towards it and it is growing bit by bit um literally the people think that they have to take enormous steps to to get there and um to feel you know like yeah I've done it I've done it and I will always forever sing this from the top of the mountains like the littlest the most tiniest steps celebrate those as well Mm. because that's all part of the journey 100% have you read Atomic Habits um, I haven't, but I have seen. You're basically it saying, like, in his thing, he was basically saying, even if you just do one percent better every single day, the teeniest, tiniest amount, by the end of the year, you'll be about thirty-eight percent better than before. So it doesn't matter about, like you said, the size. It's just about consistency, and like you said, talking nice to yourself. Do you remember when we first met as well? With the whole talking nice to yourself thing, we were talking about, you know, things we've been through in the past. Yeah. And I was saying how I was so angry with myself for, you know, acting a certain way or putting up with something or whatever it is. And you said you experienced something similar, but you said that you've forgiven your younger self. And you're like, don't be angry at her, Garima. Like, forgive your younger self. You know, she's so much stronger now. You've been working on yourself. And like you said, appreciate the journey and the process and the woman you're becoming. Um, and that really stuck out with me. I think I told you that in the last session as well. I've been telling my yeah. friends that you've been saying that because they know how angry I am about my past or whatever um, uh, towards myself. And so it's really been, you know, I'm a positive person. I talk nicely to myself all yeah. the time, always. But I think to my younger self, sometimes I don't. And that really, really stuck with me. I think it's so important for people to understand. Yes, everyone makes mistakes in the past. Everyone has, you know disrespect to themselves in a way or whatever it is like any sort of thing people have been through it's so important to talk nicely to your younger self always not just yeah. the one you are now but 
in the past as well. Forgive her, you know, nurture her. You know how they always say it's about healing your inner child. You wouldn't talk yeah. to your, if you look at a photo of yourself from when you were six years old, you would never talk to her like that. You know what I mean? So why would you talk to yourself from last year like that? It's still the same goal. Exactly, yeah. Um, forgive, forgiveness is is the the foundation of it. That's where it all starts because the moment you forgive yourself for the mistakes you made and the decisions you made and, you know, the people that you let hurt you and all these things, the moment you forgive yourself wholeheartedly, like really and truly, that's when the healing really starts. Mm -hmm. A lot of the time when we are, when we're trying to move forward and our trauma is kind of like holding us back, it's because those automatic responses are are there. We are going to react in the same way if we do not address those traumas. And so that's why we have a lot of people like going into um, relationships with like serious insecurities, bringing it into their new relationship. And it's like, if you're bringing your past in, into it, you know, it's basically set up to fail because we do all have baggage yes but are we letting that baggage define who we are or is it just part of who we are mm, because I think everything heightens in relationships all the little problems or the little things you bring into the relationship it heightens because you've got another person there one thing as well that I would say is just very important is like you know, for someone that does want to do better and be that better self, you have to let go of the past, the feelings of the past, because our thoughts are connected to how we feel and how we feel is how we behave. And so the moment you start thinking in the same way that you did when that trauma happened, you're living in the past, in the present moment. Mm but you're in the present moment. Why are you living in the past? Do you see what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's like you're holding, I mean, some some do it, a lot of people do it sub, like subconsciously. They don't realise how much it has a hold over them, but that is the idea that you, the moment you start thinking that way, you're going to start feeling that way subconsciously because if that feeling is is attached to that, to that thought. And so that's where the power of the um, the hypnotherapy comes comes from because we're now focusing on new thought patterns, new ways of thinking, and we're attaching it to how we want to feel, mm -hmm. which is relaxed and calm, and um, we want to feel gratitude and we want to feel love and you know like all the all the good stuff. And so when we start focusing, when we start concentrating on that like moving forward and practicing that every day that's when it starts to to sink in and really embed and become us mm. it's like when they say you know fake it till you make it it's literally that like yeah. practice it until you become it and so that's why when I'm working with people it's more okay I've heard the presenting issue now we're just going forward from here mm. For somebody who has, you know, baggage or extra or some sort of trauma that they've been through in the past, obviously you said first step is to forgive yourself. You know, it's not your fault. You know, you didn't know better. Whatever it would, this situation is, 
after that, what would you say are the next steps for somebody who truly wants to heal, who truly wants to move forward, like you say? Um, so I would, I would say the next step is learning how to visualize. Mm -hmm. This is a very important tool that I use in hypnotherapy because when you're able to visualize something, like truly in your mind, in your mind's eye, it's easier to see. So if you can see it, then you know that it is possible. Mm. But then you have to put in the work to make it possible to to keep that going. Mm. And so um, after after the relaxation and teaching how to get into that meditative state, then comes the visualization. That's when you're really going to see like like the power of it because it 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 really it really is powerful. I mean, um, I've had people that have um like tried to deal with different traumas from like uh losing a loved one that side of like traumatic experiences where they've lost like uh, someone close to them and they really like struggled to come to terms with it i think they had you know quite a close relationship with their father um but there were other things that they hadn't addressed um in terms of like losing their father maybe you know, they, were, they didn't have certain conversations and stuff like that. And so it was hard to f for them to forgive themselves. And so I did go through teaching them the relaxation, the meditation. And then I went through teaching them how to visualize um, and practice visualization to where, whereby, okay, like even just picturing a house, right? You picture a house, you close your eyes, you picture a house. And in that house is um, different rooms. And these different rooms hold different traumas. So I took her step by step through each room. I told her to, you know, one by one, pick up um, each memory, each, you know, thing that represented pain or struggle and, and just like put it in a black bin. And I told her, to, I took her through the house, each room. She did that. She did that. And then by the end of it, um, got her to walk outside with that bag and literally just throw it away and just um, throw it away into uh, like a sea, a sea. Like say there was a sea by the shore um, near, near that house, um, told her to walk up to the sea and throw that bag into the ocean and just watch it drift away like drift further, further, further and further away. And, you know, that would have contained um, the memories, the, 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 the feelings, the thoughts that came with all those painful memories. And so visualizing it, disconnecting from you slowly, that holds so much power. But you won't realize it until you're doing it. Mm. I had her come out of that and not only forgive herself and feel at peace and feel calm with, you know what, like that doesn't define me. Like I'm, I've, I'm clearing my house. I'm, you know, redoing it. I'm revisualizing it in the way that, you know, I'm filling it with good memories. I'm filling it with good thoughts and good things. And it then had a knock on effect. Because now that she had addressed that root cause, um, 
that the the root of her trauma she was now drinking less she was now smoking less she had now had more gratitude she was practicing um her affirmations every day and it just went up from there up from there and so yeah it's it is really powerful visualization that's beautiful that's beautiful yeah. i mean the other question i literally had was what have clients said about what you do but i think you already answered that pretty much oh Oh no, she's gone. She's gone. I'll get her back. Any like final words you have before we wrap up? Yeah. Um. So I I just genuinely believe that like everyone has inner strengths that they don't know that they have. Um. Literally, it's your superpower. Being able to activate that power within you. A lot of people have that, but just don't know how to bring it out of them. Mm. The same. I had that I didn't know how to bring it out of me until I had the right guidance um same way as you like you've done so much work on yourself and I could see that like you are doing so well and you are becoming just beautiful inside and out I mean you are anyway Thank um you. but I you are putting in the work and you are doing what um like needs be to bring that out of you like you're activating that that goddess within you and it's it's amazing to see that um you are like bringing that inner strength out and for anyone who is struggling with anything from anxiety to depression to like fears and um bad habits and just like just wanting to be better overall a better person overall you know dealing with traumas as well I'm just here to say that I've I've been there and I've been to a point where, yeah, it does feel like it's it, that's it and that's the end and just life is just, just gets worse. But I'm here to say that it does get better and it will get better, you know, with the right people around you and with the right guidance as well. That I think that's so important. You are honestly one of the most beautiful people I've ever met inside and out honestly no I'm actually gonna cry (laughs) no honestly I think what you're doing is so beautiful so beautiful and I think yeah that I really wanted to ask you that one question about how you protect yourself and it makes me so happy you do that as well and I just want to say that back to you you are so beautiful inside I remember I kept telling you about how much I love your aura it's such a beautiful refreshing aura and obviously you're stunning visually as well and inside but inside I think you've been doing so much inner work as well like things you've been telling me you've been through obviously on here and then also outside of the podcast episode and you are just you're just doing absolutely amazingly and you're an inspiration so I just want to say thank you so much for your time honestly (laughs) anytime anytime thank you for that I really appreciate that I really I really mean it honestly but I will link absolutely you know everything in the description whether that's your website uh source of life Instagram I know you've got a couple of meditations on YouTube as well I'll yeah link those. and just to finish off I wanted to just say I will also link you know where people can sort of book a free 30 minute taster session with you so do you want to tell me a little bit about that and if people want to book and book that what does that sort of entail because I did that and I thought it was incredible I loved it. Thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, so that's just like a, it's purely um, a relaxation taster. So it's the tip of the iceberg of what work I, I do with 
my clients overall. Um, it's the tip, I'd say it's the tip of the iceberg, but it's really the, it's the center of the, the work that we do. Like without those relaxation techniques, without learning how to get into that, that meditative state in the first place, the rest of the work won't be as effective. And so I think the beauty of it is just showing people that it is possible because I mean, everyone that I've encountered um, that I've spoken to about hypnotherapy, they've never tried it before. Mm-hmm. And when they do, like, wow, like, you can you can really feel like this. And I'm like, yeah, you can. I know it's shocking, but <laughs> you can. Um, and so, yeah, it's just purely a relaxation um, taste style where I take, uh, take you through relaxation techniques, breathing exercises, and yeah it's about 10 15 minutes max um and yeah thank you so much thank you for your time i think i've any everybody listening this please book it because it's just incredible just how relaxed you feel by the end and lucinda is so understanding and you really listen like i remember there were a lot of you know you never you just ask the question, you just let the person talk for as long as they want and you genuinely listen, you can see that you listen and you genuinely care and want to help people. It's completely authentic and I think, yeah, just everyone who's listening, please book it because it's it's just incredible. But yeah, thank you so much for your time, Lucinda. This has been such a lovely episode. Thank you for having me. It's, it's been, been amazing. and to everyone listening i'll see you in the next episode bye (laughs) (laughs) oh that was so lovely